Hey everyone, and welcome to Behind the Space Bar, episode three, pro tips every production person knows. Hey everybody, this is Will. Welcome to episode three. I'm having so much fun being back on the Behind the Space Bar podcast. I'm not gonna talk long up front. All I ask is if you're enjoying the show, do me a favor, uh, leave a rating review on whatever podcast app you are using. Or if you're watching on YouTube, if you didn't know we're on YouTube, click the link in the show notes to head over to YouTube. If you're watching there, do me a favor, subscribe, like, uh, turn on the bell notification, bell icon, you know all the things. All right, let's dig into today's topic. I don't want to talk a lot up top because I really want to talk about um, uh, the subject for today. And that's about pro tips that every production person knows, right? If you are in production in any capacity, these are things you should know. Um, I see that younger people just getting into production, these are things that sometimes they may miss. And so I thought this would be a really good episode to just stay th- say things that maybe to me feel obvious and maybe to you, they feel obvious, but, um, sometimes they're good reminders. One, it doesn't hurt for us to hear these again. And two, if you're brand new to this whole thing, um, it, it's very, very helpful stuff for you to know. So I've got, uh, four tips, four things that we're going to go through today. Um, really simple stuff, really straightforward stuff. Let's start at the top. Number one, don't update before going on stage. Number one, don't update before going on stage. Um, the basic premise here is like, um, if everything's working, don't go and update your computer just because an update's available. And this includes um, a lot of different things. Let's expand this. We could be talking about uh, the the hour before showtime. You're sitting back in the green room. Uh, you're on your laptop, which is also the laptop you're using on stage, which is generally not a great thing. You should have just a laptop or a Mac mini or a iMac or whatever, probably not an iMac, but you know what I'm saying? A computer that you probably use on stage. It's great to have a computer off stage that is not that computer, but it's not a perfect world. So let's say you're using your laptop that you also use on stage backstage about an hour before show. Uh, things are going good. Uh, you open Ableton live cause you're going to program a track that you got hired to do some drum programming for. So you're working on that. And suddenly as you open Ableton live, Ableton says, Hey, we've got a update for you. And so you go in and you say, um, okay, great. And you do your update and everything's good. Everything's fantastic. Um, life is great. Well, you then walk out on stage for the actual show And as you get on stage, you open your laptop, you press play, and suddenly everything is just going crazy and just going wild. And you go, what the heck? You know, I don't understand what happened. I don't understand what's uh, what's going on. And you realize suddenly that uh, what's going on is the fact that you updated your laptop before the show. You um, you before you stepped on stage, everything was working. Uh, then you went and did an update on Ableton, which reminds me, uh, I don't often do this because this is a podcast and not everyone uh, on the podcast is um, is uh, uh, watching. If you're watching YouTube, it's great. But if you're in Ableton Live, it's worth going over to preferences, command comma, going to licenses and maintenance and disabling automatic updates. So the maintenance section that it says get automatic updates, uh, mine is set to always. I'm going to change that. Uh, it's not a huge deal for me because I'm here in the studio and I'm not, um, I'm not doing anything in the studio. That's like, that's show crucial, right. In my session with Ableton live, but I do think that's a good, uh, good thing for you to check and to update. Um, that would be very, very beneficial. So, um, I think about like the one minute before showtime, it's, it's super important that, uh, you don't update like a minute before the show starts. But I also think let's expand that out to, uh, you get hired to, to work on this gig, to do this show. Um, it's, it's two months before 
And suddenly Apple comes out with these brand new uh, computers that are based on this brand new chip that you've never heard of before, M1. And you say, okay, uh, this looks like a really, really awesome computer. So uh, what am I going to do? I'm going to go buy an M1 Mac uh, Mini and I'm going to make that computer. Oh, and Ableton just came out with a new version, Ableton Live 11. So I'm going to go download that and uh, I'm going to use that, which is going to be super great. Oh, and this audio interface company that I love, they just made this new audio interface. I'm going to grab that and I'm going to use that. Now, you may hear that and you may go, what's wrong with that? Like that's the new stuff. That's really, really great. But again, that whole idea of don't update before you go on stage even applies to like, uh, make sure the stuff you've used has been tested. Make sure you're not trying out new gear. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself to one of the pro tips, actually the last pro tip, but a basic idea of, uh, I'm not going to update all my gear and use it for the first time on stage. Right. Um, I need to make sure that uh, the stuff I'm using has been road tested. Uh, I've spent time using it and I feel confident about it. Uh, and so I'm not going to update right before I go on stage. So whether it's firmware, whether it's a software update, whether it's new hardware, whatever it is, I would highly suggest don't update before you go on stage. Number two, and this one is a uh, core principle that I think particularly all production people believe, but we can't always make happen because of the creatives that exist in the world. Now I'm cursed because I feel like I'm partially creative and I'm partially technical. Uh, those of us that are more on the technical side uh, probably believe this in our core. Those of us that are more on the creative side struggle with this, but here's tip number two, don't change things last minute. Um, the general principle kind of similar to what we said before, but general principle is man, if things are working, uh, and the cable that you're using is working, don't suddenly unplug it and decide to change the cable because you need all the cables to match or whatever. Um, if everything's working and the process is working, don't suddenly change your MIDI controller uh, just because you got a new MIDI controller and you want to try it out. Um, if everything's working, don't change things last minute. Now, obviously, that's a easier thing to say than to do. That's an easier core value to hold than to execute when you're on stage and you're hired by an artist who wants to make last minute changes. Now to that point, this is not uh, something that I have listed here as a, as a pro tip, but a pro tip that I've learned, that's why it's super important to manage your files really well. That's also why it's super important to build and use templates so that you can work really quickly so that if, if a last minute change comes up that you don't feel like is going to affect or hinder or harm the show or has the potential of hindering or harming the show, and you can make happen, and it's a fairly reasonable thing, um, then do that. And and the way that you can make that happen is by formatting your content the right way. I, I just last week recorded um, an episode, and I'm recording a few for uh, worship leaders that are specific to content, but on how to format your stems for live performance. And um, one of the reasons I do that is for freedom and flexibility, which isn't and doesn't just mean jumping around your song, uh, but it means to be in rehearsal and someone wants to make a change last minute or to be two hours out from showtime and the artist wants to change the set list. Formatting things the right way is going to give you the ability to do that. But generally, don't change things last minute. It's a good principle to live by. It's going to avoid, um, if you're going to change something last minute, you obviously want to test it and make sure it's working. But it's going to avoid that, you know, you kind of, as a production person, live by, if, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? If everything's working great, just don't touch it. Um, now, the downside to that is we talked about um, last week's episode of Behind the Space Bar, humbly confident, humbly curious, that curious part, we have to kind of uh, keep working on that. We have to keep exploring that if we tend to be a little more on the technical side or we tend to be um, someone who's kind of like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We still have to lean into that. But we don't want to lean into that right before showtime, right? We don't want to change things last minute 
and try something new for the first time uh, right there in the moment. Number three, uh, have a backup plan, have spares. Your backup plan just could be, hey, if my computer goes down and we lose all tracks, what are we going to do? Um, that's a difficult thing to have a conversation with the artist who hires you that says like your job is to make sure this doesn't go down. So if you basically part of your job is like ensuring that this works, then you've got to buy the proper gear to ensure that it works. That's a getting a, a play audio 12 for my connectivity to make sure you've got a redundant audio interface. It's uh, having a separate, uh, a backup MIDI controller in case your MIDI controller goes down. Uh, it's, I don't have a cable next to me. I thought I did. It's having more than one USB cable, right? If you have just enough USB cables and you throw them in your backpack and you go hit the road um, and one of your cables goes bad, you don't want to tell the artist that's paying you money and has hired you that, oh, we, we can't have tracks tonight because I don't have a USB cable. So we have spare cables. We have spare pieces of gear as much as possible. Um, we have a backup computer and then we have maybe a backup for our backup computer. Uh, we have a redundant rig. We've done and taken whatever steps and precautions uh, necessary to make happen. But I still think, and you gotta you got to walk this, this, this path carefully because again, if an artist is paying you good money for things to work, they're going to expect things to work and you've got to make things work. But I still think it's worth having a conversation, maybe with a music director. Um, if, if you have that trust and, um, and you know, have the relationship with them that you could say, Hey, uh, in the case of something happening, what do you want me to do? Um, you, you should come proactively with a plan. That's at least what I've found that that works is like, hey, in case this goes down and I have no reason to expect it, it does. And if it does go down, it's got to go through two different computers, two different MIDI controllers. Like there's a lot that has to happen. But if it were to happen, what's our backup plan? Or even just a conversation of, um, hey, if you are uh, if this artist wants to go change something uh, last minute in the middle of the show and we don't have a plan for that with tracks, do you want me to kill tracks? Do you want me to just go to click? Um, what's the plan that you want? Uh, I just talked to David, who's a from Studio Stage student, and he went through our coaching cohort. And one of the things that uh, we talked about was um, uh, this idea of, of communicating and having a backup plan with the artist that he's working with as they go out on the road and they do these shows where um, they may not have the best possible setup. Uh, they may not um, have the best uh, what's the best and nicest way to say it? They may not have the best help uh, possible for that show that they show up to a venue that they don't necessarily know that everything's going to work. And so have a conversation with the artist of like, Hey, if this thing were to happen, if this thing were to go bad and not work, uh, what do you want to do? What, what do you as the artist want me to do? Do you want me to go this route or to go that route? And again, you're, you, you want to be careful. You want to make sure that there's enough relationship there. There's enough trust there that, um, they don't think that you're trying to get out of a job or that they don't think that you're trying to like skirt your, um, you, you know, your work opportunity by saying, you know, oh, if it goes bad, you know, who cares? But I do think they will appreciate you coming to them with a plan. Again, if that relationship is there, that trust is there coming to them with a plan and saying, Hey, if this were to go wrong, here's what I think we should do. And again, on the heels of that, not just having a backup plan, but having spares, doing everything you can to ensure that uh, if something were to go wrong, that you've got a backup. Um, now you can't do this to the extreme. You, you could travel with a backup sound console. It's difficult to sound uh, travel with a backup sound system. 
but almost every venue you you go to has a house system and that's a backup and it's not going to sound great uh, in most places, but it's an option. But even having that conversation of, okay, if our speakers go bad and we have to go to the house system, is there anything we cut? Do we simplify? Do we have an acoustic set? I think those conversations are important to have before you get on the road and they happen for the first time. So having a backup plan, having a game plan, having spares is super important. Our fourth and final thing, and I've kind of mentioned this um, already, is don't try something new for the first time on stage. A general principle when I'm working with teams and bands, um, particularly when I'm working in like a church setting and working with volunteers and in my current capacity uh, doing this with broadcast, with broadcast video, uh, which does relate to this, even though we're talking about playback stuff in Ableton and tracks, is I don't want us to try something for the first time live. And so we've implemented checks of like, okay, the person that builds all our graphic files, we want to run through those with them before we start the service, before we start the show, because I don't want to see something for the first time in the show. And, and stupid mistakes happen all the time. We have the wrong font. We did this wrong thing. Um, we loaded in the wrong arrangement of this Ableton file. Uh, we have the wrong click track. If we wait to the last minute, you know, let's, let's go back to the top. If we change things last minute, if we decide that, okay, last minute, we're going to do something. If we update something last minute and we decide uh, for whatever reason, you know, this, this red color cable on stage doesn't look right. And it's got to be a black cable. I've got to then go test and make sure that before um, I try it live, that I know that it worked, right? I need some extra time, some buffer to say, we swapped this, we changed it. Let's make sure it's actually working for us. And so we don't want to try something for the first time live in the moment. And I see this happen with so many people. It's hard for me personally, if I'm just being honest, because, um, as a musician, I've always valued improv more than I valued playing the part. And part of that is like laziness. And part of that is I would rather come up with a part. It's more fun than like learn the part. And that's definitely laziness. Um, and and to a certain extent, I'm, I'm maybe a little more okay with this, like trying things on the fly to see if it works. And if it crashes and comes crumbling down, that's okay. But I have learned as a professional that is hired, that's been brought into something, I want to spend my time rehearsing. I want to spend my time in a lab environment. That's one of the things I love about my current setup. I'm not out on the road with an artist doing tracks. Um, so I have a lot of space and a lot of time here in the studio at home to try things out. I have a lot of space, a lot of time, a lot of opportunities to go Um Hey, let me try this new plugin. Let me see if this works. I'm not waiting for um, the next gig that I get. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm not waiting for the next gig I get to try something out for the first time and to say, oh, I've actually never used this before, but let's try it. I, I watched a YouTube video on it. It must be good. I'm, I'm, I have the space and time to do this so that when it's time and that opportunity arises, then I can try that thing out. If you're on the road working with an artist, Again, you don't suddenly download a, a download a plugin and try it out the week that it came out um, on stage for the first time. Like you, you put that through its paces. Uh, you know that it's road tested. You talk to friends. Hey, have you tried this? Have you used this? Um, you wait for the one brave soul. Even if you want to be this 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 particular about it, you wait for the brave soul that goes out on a tour and does it and does the tour and goes, 
yeah, I feel good. This piece of hardware is roadworthy. It's it can hold up to the road. It's ready to to make it happen. And then you try it then. But you don't want to be the person that tries something for the first time live. Um, and that means putting in the work, putting in the effort, doing the pre work to try things out, to practice things, to rehearse things. Um, set up your computers in the hotel room with your gear and and run things as if you're doing the show live. Um, it, to make sure you feel comfortable, make sure you can make edits really quickly. So. Again, to recap, pro tips that every production person knows, don't update before going on stage. That may be a last-minute firmware update, a a last-minute software update, but also think even further back and go, uh, kind of tied into the last thing we talked about, is the gear that I'm using, do I know it, do I trust it? Don't just throw something new in last minute. Two, don't change things last minute as much as possible. I know an artist will. The only thing you can depend on with artists is that they will 100% change their mind and being consistent. Um, but do your best to not change things last minute. And if they do, then ask for that buffer. Like we talked about number four, ask for that buffer so you have time to practice and try things. Number three, have a backup plan, have spares. Communicate a plan if something were to go wrong uh, with your team, with the people you're working with, uh, to see if they are um, okay with this plan, if they agree that this is what we should do. And then for you personally, have spares for your equipment, have backups for your equipment to uh, even something as simple as a backup cable, an extra cable. That's super, super crucial and important. And then number four, don't try something for the first time on stage live in the moment. Make sure you've spent time and practice. In rehearsal, uh, communicate with with your friends and see what they're doing and try it out. Uh, don't be the guinea pig. Don't be the person that tries it for the first time, fails miserably, and then becomes the part of the text thread with everyone else that says, yeah, don't do what Will did. He was an idiot. He tried this. Um, if you're going to try something, spend a lot of time beforehand testing it out, making sure everything works before you dive in and commit to it. So those are four pro tips that every production person knows. Um, I'd be interested to know what, what else makes a list for you. What are things that are like core values as a production person, as a musician, that you're like, I have to live by this. If you're going out for the first time as a production person, tour for the first time, working with the artist for the first time, this is important to know as well, too. I'll, I'll end with a fifth final tip from uh, my friend Tony Z, who uh, played B3 organ with a uh, buddy guy for many, many years. And um, his tip when asked, um, what's super important for young people that are going out on tour to know uh, was don't poop on the bus. So there's your fifth final bonus tip. Uh, for today that everyone should know. Uh, probably most important of all is don't poop on the bus. Um, and with that, I think it's time we wrap this up and land the plane. Um, hey, if you are looking for free resources, completely free resources uh, to help you run tracks on stage in a way that's efficient, flexible, stable, and efficient, head to from studio to stage.com slash free. We don't talk about not pooping on the bus, but there's some good stuff there from studio stage.com slash free. Uh, and you could download all those resources uh, and, and become a pro at running tracks and Ableton Live. It's a great community there as well, too. Um, and uh, a lot of really good stuff going on. Um, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Behind the Space Bar. You can find all the episodes at BehindTheSpaceBar.com. Again, you can watch on YouTube. You can uh, listen to your podcast player of choice. Um, thanks for joining me every single week. This is super fun. If you have ideas, suggestions for shows, feedback, comments, um, you know, leave a comment on a video. Let me know what you want to talk about. Uh, and again, I would love particularly for this episode, what are pro tips? What are things for you that are essential that you think everyone needs to know? Um, thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next Monday, 10 a.m. Central, same place, wherever you're listening to this, wherever you're watching it, I'll be there next week as well, too. 10 a.m. Central. Take care, everybody. Bye.